0: This is Hear Me Now Brother. This is Lee Bobby Sims in the midnight hour. We're gonna be playing some hot tracks and hot, hot music for you in about an hour. But right now we're gonna start off Hear Me Now Brother, episode two, Rogone Live. At you, Santa Monica, California. We're about one, maybe one block from the Pacific Ocean. What do you think about that, people? Well, uh,
1: yeah, we're on Second Street in Santa Monica Boulevard, um, and it's Ocean Street, and then it's the ocean.
0: So this is our sophomore effort. This I think our, we got some people sophomore, here.
1: Sophomore jinx. Sophomoric. It's a very apt
0: adjective. Um, maybe we're just full of ourselves. You ever think about that, sir? Maybe, maybe we're just, this is just a big self-indulgent ego trip. Yeah, maybe everything you believe is a lie, and all your good guys are actually bad guys. Is that what you're saying? Man, don't, 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 don't bring my heart over here. So, um, how's everybody I, going? Our out voices,
1: our our voices. Well, my voice is a little different this week. I've been fighting a little bit of a bug, but my immune system is rather robust, and I only had to really battle sickness and aching and all that for about a day. So that's a pretty
0: good track record. It's pretty good. Um, uh, well, I, we got a mutual we got a mutual sickness right around the same day. That's kind of uh, yeah strange. I, you know, a friend got it, and I thought I could ward it off and not
1: and not uh, bring the the virus into our home.
0: But it happened. But it,
1: but it happened. Um, so
0: if we cough sporadically through the the show, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. We we have trained our voices to cough on cue, and it's just for your entertainment. So why don't you take it that way? Here we go. Well, uh, we're going to go into the news of the last two
1: weeks. Uh, it's been pretty mm. eventful. And terrible. We've had, we've had some terrible, terrible times. Um, would you say, Nathan, that it's maybe wanted us, maybe prompt us to think about moving back to the Midwest?
0: Well, I, I don't ever want to be in that field where a uh, Midwest boy is in. I want to go back home because I really don't have any roots anywhere. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, if you know. I go back there, I'll still have the same problems I have here, so just fuck it. Right, right. No, you're fucked all over the world. But... In Singapore, uh, you're la it in. doesn't. La doesn't help when you're in a bad mood. It really doesn't.
1: No, it's always sunny here, and there's something about good weather. Constant, good, perfect, seventy-two degrees, sunny. Just there's something about that. That is uh, almost an ult- the ultimate in depression. There's, well, it's just, like
0: you're living the same day over and over and over again. I mean, there's something beautiful about rainy days and and snowy no, snowy and days I, where you can actually be like. Damn, I don't have to go outside. It's it's fucking pissing on those people out there, and it feels good to just be home, watch TV, or do whatever you want, and you feel fine. But it's outside, and no. you, you look outside. There's dogs playing, and there's balls going by your window, there's and people are flying and bikini- kites and <clears throat> chicks in <clears throat> bikinis, you know, chicks in bikini tops walking down the street. Very very different. Everybody laughing their fucking heads off, and but that's fine. That's L.A. and and they're all on drugs and. Just illegal substances, anyway. I don't know how they can't be. Thanks a lot for co- that's all part of the show here. Um, let's do the mad plunge into our September into the week, nightmare. The w- yeah, the week that was. Um, well, just, this episode we're gonna focus on Seth because I can't even talk about mine right now. I, I can't even believe I'm here. Yeah, right now. we'll we'll address that in a special microcast. And I'll just blog about it and bitch about it. No Nobody likes the whiner. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. Please, please. Tell us yeah. a story.
1: All right. Well, um, my uh, ex-girlfriend broke our six-month moratorium of not speaking to each other to tell me that <laughs> the Milwaukee Police Department was knocking on my previous residence door. It seemed as if some authority in Milwaukee was looking for me. Uh, That's never good. Yada, yada, yada. Um, later on, then my ex calls again, and it's the FBI that is, in fact, looking for me. Mm. The FBI is indeed looking for me and uh they are tracking me for the idea that I might have committed voter fraud last November and during the uh Ooh. the big elections. Um they thought I basically was living in California and voted in California and voted in Wisconsin, which was a battleground state. And therefore I voted strategically. Now <clears throat> I had no residency in California. I had no residency in any state as a matter of fact. And I thought, uh, since I'd only it's been true. out of Wisconsin for about two weeks
0: or three weeks, you were crashing on my uh, sofa. Yeah, I was there.
1: crashing on on everybody's sofa. Um, yeah. I decided to vote. Uh, you you, you got to get back into my head back then. I was very much in flux, and uh, you
0: you knew that. Well, I think people. it start. Well, I I think I think the real red flag for the FBI is when you know you did the the campaigning tour to yeah. Albuquerque, New Mexico yeah. when you were here. For carry well, support, I I think this would be very different. It's weird to think about this, but I think it would be very different if you had voted for Bush, definitely, or campaigned I, for Bush. I think, um, I don't think we would have got yeah. this much attention. Uh, I can't believe how far they've got. They've tracked you two definitely. states, definitely now California, where they got your phone number. They got
1: more attention. I got more attention because I'm relatively politically active, and I'm I'm more not politically so, yeah. active like some some other people that I know. Um, yeah, you're not a fanatical, but no, you're no, but you're but very I, strong. But I, I have my beliefs. beliefs, and and I went, uh, indeed went for the Democratic Party, went and worked with them in New Mexico, helping some voters, uh, get to the polls. Just helping. I we we didn't care who they were voting for. We just made sure that they were getting out there. Um, although you know we were definitely had our you know partisan definitely. Ride. But anyway, I mean that's what um, it's all about here. So they they found out I was politically active. They thought maybe I would have voted strategically because Wisconsin was such a a battleground state. And I talked with this guy, and I felt like I was given the third degree. There's something about there's something about these guys. They, it's like cops. They are looking for you to just, mm-hmm. just. They are looking for a dirty secret to slip out. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm in good standing. I voted in good faith. I did vote an absentee vote in the best way that I knew how at the time, mm-hmm. and I should be allowed to vote. Yes, um, I. I, I am uh, not a resident of California. What's happening here is I'm being discouraged in voting.
0: And um that's what they can right do. now can take I, away I that. think
1: they are tapping me. And uh, I think they're tracking me.
0: Don't do if a, you're a Dodger f- Stadium bomb <coughs> car bomb boom. Don't say <laughs> yeah, anything I mean, on that's, anything that's, that's on your that,
1: seriously, that's fucking funny, but you know, it's not funny. Because, no. like you remember that story of that guy that said, Yeah, I killed her and he was sarcastic on the on the jury. Like in the on the <laughs> That that's 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 an urban legend.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's an urban, urban legend, legend, but it's too. funny. He's like, yeah, I killed her yeah, yeah. I cut her head off. He, he was being sarcastic to the judge, but the stenographer read back the report, and it, it's just a tr- it's just a total confession. Uh, that's a very funny story, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, it's a bummer so, that you're tracked by the FBI. That is a bummer. Man. Yeah. So um, let's just say you vote in good faith, you might get fucked. Let's go on. The uh
1: the next news that I want to bring up is we're going to Dead Can Dance tomorrow.
0: Dead Can Dance. It's it's going to be peppered throughout mm. our uh, show a little bit today. A little bit yeah. of a goth, I, a goth theme I, to this. I, I don't I don't I, consider it's Dead It's got to be dance. the best show. It's got to be the best show I think anybody has ever seen. <laughs> Hollywood Bowl with LA, LA Philharmonics playing with them. It's just going to be son of a bitch awesome. These guys use instruments that haven't been recorded in like several centuries. And and I mean, like, it's given them just a crash course of who these guys are. Well, I think most yeah. people will know Lisa Gerrard from her soundtrack work now. Unfortunately, well, she did the Insider and Gladiator. She's the she's the lead vocals. Her vocal uh, range is. Incredible. It's incredible. Well, so is he.
1: You know, we got to talk about Perry, too. The funny thing about him is, you know, I've always said he sounds like Frank Sinatra. He
0: does sound like Frank Sinatra, but a really cool Frank Sinatra. Like a really cool goth. (laughs) Well, how about that? you got Lisa Gerrard, who is just like an angel singing, and then you have Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but he compliments her voice. When they sing together, there's nothing better.
1: (laughs) Another thing I want to bring up
0: is me and Nathan have been bit by the new Depeche Mode song. The We've, new the new song is called Precious you can probably get it on iTunes it's probably a I think free, you can pre uh, pre-download it There's a it. pre-download um I uh, I wanna devote an entire episode to the Yeah, Mode. We're gonna, we're actually, Mode we're gonna go over
1: their the discography, we're gonna talk about all our favorite Him
0: and out of Mode fans. We'll do that. But Can we um, do that? Yeah. But what a gift. It, it is a really good track. So. I, I and I, I believe the new album is gonna be really pretty good because I oh, thought that about Exciter. Engst, well, Exciter nothing was really going on with the band. Uh Dave Gahan just sounded incredible. He was getting voice training yeah, after never having he's been, it. Yeah. The yeah, best he's ever been. The 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 you know Martin Gore was the one that was out of steam and exciter, but now we're going like Martin Gore's got a divorce going on right <laughs> yeah, now. He's yeah, gonna yeah. he's gonna be really putting pen to paper. You know what I mean? Like my life is full of shit, and he's gonna really be putting those rhymes together. And and he's really the st- strong force of that well, band. What and I've Precious heard- is a good track. Woo! Um,
1: one more thing I want to bring up in the news section. Uh, There's a new Skinny Puppy DVD that I'm going to go buy on Tuesday. It's Mm. a live recording. I've I'm a big anybody anybody out
0: there Skinny Puppy fans? I'm sure there I actually
1: see a lot in Los Angeles.
0: I know they're big out here. I mean, because the guys are the boys are the boys are are out here. (laughs) Yeah, they're both out here. The the remaining Uh, Nidicoger and uh, Kevin Key. Kevin Key are the only remaining. I saw in uh, West Hollywood. He's got monster. Um, i I'm. I was a closet skinny puppy fan, and now I'm. I'm, I'm out of the closet with skinny puppy. I, if anybody's but curious, what should, what track should they download? They should check out bites for for the whole a,
1: album. I love bites. What? The whole album, bites, and um, my my first album was last rights. And if you like last rights, mm, wow, well, yeah, um, you're, you're love in, the whole thing. And it and I don't know. It's it's tough to talk about. Well, maybe we'll talk about skinny. We'll bites talk about at that at later point. But anyway, new DVD coming out. Really excited about that. Um, and that's the end of our news section. Mm, yeah. Let's move on. Let's let's sing some music to get the music started up. Let it be. All right. Um, I thought last episode we um uh, we're we're gonna divide up uh, every. I think, show. I think we should do a little hopscotch. I think we should yeah. do here um, here. I think one episode. Uh, we'll talk about music in depth. And in one episode, we'll talk about movies in depth. Because we do but need I, to watch the movies to comment I, on them. I also want to address something that we have to do editorially. Is that a word? Editorial? I don't know. Editorially. Um, what we're going to do is something
0: called Hear Me Now, Sister. Hear Me Now, Sister! It's going to be uh, stuff that... That's left over. Stuff that's left over, but stuff that still has some... Some validation. Do you remember it's, the going great... be, what, it's going to be, what is it going to be, like 10-minute little programs? Yeah, fif- 10, 15. Just, um, yes. Do you
1: remember that great line in Twins where it's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best? That The was
0: doctor him. says it about yeah. the boys. He says... <laughs> Um, we put all of our love and all of our passion into Julian and any points at, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being the epitome of a male in front of, uh, Danny DeVito, which is standing next to him. He said, all the leftover crap became you. <laughs> and he was pointing <laughs> to Danny DeVito. It's a very humiliating scene, but Danny DeVito plays it really well. It's pretty funny now uh, that I think about it. Right. So we're going to actually do music this, um,
1: this week and, um, this week, Nathan, what uh, what we've got cooked up for you is uh, a little bit of a history lesson <laughs> on uh, Nathan's musical taste. I, I I want I
0: I, I came to Seth. Uh, it was very late at night, and I said, hey, hey hey brother, hey brother. He was sleeping, you know. And I I just nudged him. I was like, Hey Seth, hey Seth.
1: I was like, Hear me.
0: I was like, I, I do this I do this every night. I come into Seth's room. I was like, Hey Seth, hey Seth. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. and presents. Like I did when I was, when we were five. I was like, Hey Seth. Yeah. It's doing. Uh, but he no, knew, I didn't do that I this night. I said, "He said, you know, I, I want to talk, my, my goth, my goth phase uh, on the podcast, next podcast. And Seth's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I, I want to do, I want to do like, you know, like a little list of, of the music that I, I I still listen to from that era. So, well, I always assumed that Nathan had gotten I want to totally... hear, I want to
1: hear what you thought I was I, going in. Well, okay. Well, I had thought you, for, for one, first of all. I thought you'd totally rid yourself of this goth shit. Because most of it's shit. No, well, I, I most think, of it is. I agree with you. I mean, I, this stuff now to, is like, wow. As opposed to some of that industrial music I was listening to, which I still think, still think is very interesting in some of that stuff. I can still think of... was some trash I mean, there, all right? But you I can want to I I call, no, no, call that, a spade a spade all, here. all of that Nine Inch Nails ripoff shit was stabbing... All that horrible stuff was... But Throbbing Gristle... And bands like Cabaret Voltaire, those bands are still well, those vital. Those were in my the
0: originators opinion. of well, of what you were into. And, and, now, and, I, I'd even point the finger at like Nine Inch Nails as being some of the worst stuff, as compared to like Throb and Gristle or He's Cabaret so Voltaire.
1: F- He's so fun, though. By the way, those samples
0: that I use in this
1: podcast are free. He put them up on the website. I can use the Trent Reznor voice, and it's re- it's really funny. I think. Yeah, so I
0: thought it, yeah. that was very hilarious in the first that, episode. I was, so yeah. So so I mean yeah. I mean I did I did a deep fall into my my sad years. I call them uh i was i was i was eating hoagie sandwiches and and just gaining weight massively uh when I was about what i was about uh, from from probably yeah, from a, i don't know when 12, thirteen uh you know and, and I started to just be like you know i like i like the sad songs you know and i started i liked uh, you know i i, I, I did surprising. i pretty much done every hairstyle uh, i just I, I i started when i if i could grow facial hair i grew facial hair if i could grow my hair long i grew it long it was just pure rebellion in I, a small I town i was gonna
1: say i was saying it's i'm, I'm surprised that. that you didn't even go farther into it you didn't go well, like cutter like a cutter well i knew a lot of girls that did that and it was pretty and they weren't goths
0: no, nah, they were just fucked up, man. <laughs> I I, I like the imagery. I was I was attracted to the imagery and 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 just kind of the uncensored nature of the language. It was just so refreshing from where we were coming from.
1: I I just think now that I look at those girls that are still goth and a lot of them are in L.A., especially if you go to oh, Hollywood, Oh, well, was a Florida. huge goth scene out here. Um, it, they, it's just very. I love you, goth girls. <laughs> I I I don't know. There's something. Um, I'm a I I like. I don't know what they're coming from sometimes anymore. I think no. it's it's very, it's just not a style that interests me. It's, it's just it's, there's no <clears throat>
0: there's no movement. I, I, I think anymore. to some extent
1: those Interpol guys are going kind of goth, but they have a kind of reserved, like conservative a prep school goth. Well, I don't like that. They've got a conservative style that I kind of like. And and um. Just kind of refined and kind of cool. What about
0: the Arcade Fire? Are they still doing Goth? Kind of. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in that they're, vein. That's what
1: I like. I like that now.
0: But what are they doing different? I don't, than, really like, care, disturbed for, I don't or, care for the steel or the uh, him or, the, or all those guys. The
1: steel and the and the, the, the I, I can't
0: even describe what a, a modern Goth girl looks that like that now. that Shit in the face, right? All the chainmail and the yeah, because I black can't. I can't. And um, vampiric stuff.
1: I can't divide them from metalheads
0: anymore. No, it, they they have the same look. The goth I liked was that kind of the the British goth that came in there, yeah, the Suzy Sue and the, the Banshees, rich, yeah. and and that well it's that,
1: the post ma it's the post punk stuff.
0: The post punk stuff yeah. just it was alive with that rebellion, and it was just you know that
1: it still had it had a, it was a very it was stuff. almost like art punk,
0: art punk. I think goth music in Excuse particular me. is very visual. Uh, stressing visuals in, in, in a way where they, they they provoke with their songwriting and they provoke with their imagery. It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. It's almost like glam rock in a way. I mean, Marilyn Manson's... Well, it is very,
1: very much in line with glam rock. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. But they are taken from Mark Bolin a lot. and, and um or Mark, Yeah, is it T-Rex guy? A T-Rex guy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um what I remember from that era mostly is every fucking Cure record coming out
0: of your room uh, i had everything. Seven. i had the singles i had uh the japanese whispers double disc import <laughs> I had everything man did you I, lose I, that I,
1: in the great the great uh steel i, that, I of, did all my break-in.
0: cds got stolen did i tell you about that did i tell you about that yeah, you yeah. only, uh, only uh, every uh, few uh, days oh, to remind oh, me oh, oh i didn't know if you heard it i i lost my uh 350 cd wallet after my car got busted into, uh, so uh, yeah, top seven goth albums I still listen to, or top seven albums to kill yourself by. I like to call. To uh, it, I
1: I I'm pretty familiar with goth. I was, I Nathan and I divided very evenly. I was listening to a lot of industrial, and he was listening to a lot of goth. So we complimented each other. Here's a
0: band that I was just listening to the tracks the other day, and they go under n- other names. Um, it's the uh, band called Clan of Zymox. Have you heard well, of those he usually, guys? He usually mostly went by Zymox, right? No, Clan of Zymox was they made about four. They albums turned into Zymox,
1: that was what I'm saying.
0: They they yes, yeah, they made about four albums as Clan of Zymox, and then they had a, a, a album called Clan of Zymox. Zymox, all right, and that's when they and that's when Zymox came out, and the Twist of Shadows came out. But I had uh, Medusa being their best record, and I think it is their best record. I have one song I like by them, and it's it's a day. A day, it's a great track.
1: I think it's a great um, kind of mid-80s anomalous. analog dance track that you can throw on. Remember their ending. album
0: covers? I, I, I think, I'm going to post those on the blog for people I, to see. They're definitely. really beautiful And I, and I think,
1: I think uh, you could put a day on at a party and people wouldn't know what it is and they'd be asking what it is. Yeah. I think it's a
0: really... It's one of those things. That's why it made the top seven. had to. That's a great memory. I forgot about that album. Yeah. And that, 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 that was the song. kind of goth I was really into, man. Thanks for asking me about what I was into. Well, you, I primarily it was Alpha and Omega. What Kira. do you think I was listening to in there, man? I think
1: primarily – I was listening to The Alpha the and the Omega. And I think The Alpha and The Omega was The Cure.
0: Well, The Cure, you'll see. You'll All see right. as a list Well, goes. I mean,
1: I think there was a Joy Division thing in there, but not, not so well, much okay. as
0: The Cure. Uh, number six. Number six was, of course, Dead Can Dance. Very good. I, I Very have good. to put Very a track on there. They they got me – I think that got me out of the kind of uh, the pop goth, which is – Which, which the is Alien
1: Sex Fiend or something? Well, what is pop goth?
0: Uh, more, you know, that post-punk stuff, Sue, Sue and the Banshees, and then there was London After Midnight, and these guys that were just well, on the, the new and on. Basically, you
1: know, what um, is the
0: shittiest label in America God, at the time, I the name. that label, it was Cleopatra. Do you remember that Cleopatra. Still is, probably. Still is. I'm sure yeah. they're thriving. They put out
1: a lot of industrial records. Their quality control was I never really got... I
0: mean, I was really just sick of it. And then I bought... Uh, I think it was... Um...
1: And they would put all their shitty bands on there... And have them do record, re-record all, and these, it would just you know,
0: be like their tracks. And you'd like, you were like, this is a this
1: is a cover. It was insane. it got so ridiculous. It was like an industrial tribute. It was to, just a sell record. An records. industrial
0: tribute to like Leonard Cohen, no joke. I mean, just, and, and we will incredible. put. To, I'd lo- I, we'll we'll find the website Cleopatra's got to be on there, and just look at some of these covers. Look at these eyeshadow, the worst fairies on man, there, the worst goth kind of stuff ever. I mean, I don't have I don't have um uh the project anything any project represented on this list, but you just reminded me of the, the project, project label. podcast uh the pro- they do have a podcast which i I have subscribed to uh i i i am a fan i was a fan i guess of Sam Rosenthal who did Black Tape for blue Girl and all those other bands on that thing there's some good there's some good music on there. I saw there. them live and I thought
1: their live show was pretty formless
0: to be honest with yeah, okay okay it. let's not rip into my my goth my goth friends. <laughs> how how dare you?
1: Didn't you yourself say his breath kind of smelled like?
0: Well, he 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 uh, had he'd been eating some sausages. Okay, <laughs> he had been eating at least a bratwurst right but, before yeah, they, I said hi. Getting back to Dick and dance I
1: think they're 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 more than goth, and and I think they I have they they've they were, taken it. You know why they're 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 in the goth thing is because so they were on four AD, but four AD is probably the mother of all goth. You'll labels. see, it, we're going to talk about four AD. All right. right, let's go on.
0: Um, number five. Uh, this Mortal Coil, which is a 4AD band, and which also one? Uh, which which album? Which one? Yeah, it's uh, it'll end in tears is I think their best record. They also had Filigree and Shadows. I think which Filigree is, great... is the
1: one I like because it has a Cocteau Twins track on it.
0: it. It well, all of them have something. It, it what what I don't uh, remember, though, what I This think. Mortal Coil was, and and I think a lot of people I'm... remember it. I remember it became huge in my whole kind of stratosphere because David Lynch name dropped uh, the Song of the Siren track which he used that's
1: that's the Cocteau Twins song
0: the Song of the Siren which was used in a scene in Lost Highway David Lynch's yeah. film and he wanted to use it in Blue Velvet but he didn't get the rights for it so he would loved him back when they were just coming out I mean uh, but that 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 really like you know I, I was like oh David Lynch you know, yeah. <laughs> you know I was goth uh, David Lynch's yeah. catnip to goths um, but uh, This Mortal Coil is, is Ivo Watts now, now Ivo Watts Russell is his name. I don't know if he took <laughs> the name he, of his he's wife. Pretty, or, uh, he's the co-founder imposing, and president yeah. of 4AD labels, which and he was a big fan of Red House Painters. And he I love well, there, 4AD right? got me into all that stuff. Yeah, um, 4AD the they, Red they House got, Painters. They interesting. Mark Kozlik and all those. 4AD guys. Is, is definitely the the mother of labels. I'm sure we'll talk about those more. and but they had Mortal Clan Zymox on there. Right? This Mortal Coil, they did covers. Clan Zymox, yeah, they, 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 some some contributing artists, but they did covers of of songs that they really admired, but they were really powerful covers. They they did Hanky uh, Panky Know How by Brian Eno. Great. They did covers that were very interesting. Right. Um, you know, and if you don't know 4-D, their two big bands were the Cocteau
1: Twins and Dead Can Dance in the 80s.
0: In the 80s. Um,
1: very, very important British label for, um, a post-punk label, really. I, I love the I, I don't consider them to be
0: totally a, a goth label in the worst way. So number number four is the Cocteau Twins, of course. Which one? Uh Blue Bell Knoll is my favorite record. Blue Bell, and it's not mine. It, I, just, I like every track off of it. I can I, listen to it now. I it's think it's got personally strong, not yours, but I think it's got the strongest I think it's got a strong first half. Well, what's your favorite album? Those are the ones I still uh, listen to. Victoria is, Land
1: is my favorite one. Victoria exactly. Land is an awesome record. Um, but uh, you know what everybody's favorite is? Is Treasure.
0: It's the one that where they were at full. full I, I just think they got really great tracks on "Milk and Kisses." Their, their I
1: last. was. I was in a phase with them uh, a couple months ago again, and I was listening to them again, and their tracks were there from the first two albums. Like, like they have a sound starts absolutely An absolutely unheard of sound that had never been really ever played with.
0: How can we describe her?
1: It's her voice. Her voice is unlike any other voice I've ever heard. And she Liz Fraser. Liz, Liz Frazier, Frazier
0: takes pieces of of just lyrics and language
1: and so does and they're, they're similar to that can dance in that they there there's no um all-out lyrics and in some ways it's like a glo- lot it's like all, yeah. almost like uh, speaking in tongues or glossolalia, whatever that word is it's just kind you of know, tonal how I to pronounce it? the guitar work uh the the echo on the guitar work the um the production on the guitars it's pre my My bloody valentine guitar work that that i think prefigures and um and almost predicts my bloody valentine it's just it's I don't know those early records, I mean, and that I,
0: almost made the list of top seven. My Bloody and Loveless, but I, I, I it's not quite. It's not a goth. It's not a goth. They are shoegazer, and we
1: all know our labels that we put on our bands, and you can't put. Uh,
0: I know. I wouldn't put it on there, but they almost are goth. But but Loveless is so close. You know what I'm saying? Um, number three, Joy Division, closer being the record that just is kind of a. It, it's almost like just the headstone of Joy Division. If you're gonna If you're gonna yeah. name one album out of the whole catalog i guess you do closer. I, I
1: had a discussion with um a, a friend of ours a mutual friend of ours mm. that i uh, maybe joy division would have turned into new order with ian curtis singing on it um, <laughs> that would you, be if incredible you, if you listen to some of those songs that were that were happening with the digital <laughs> with the synths on closer um listen to um don't uh, you think
0: the lyrical content is very different oh yeah from joy division to new it's order
1: better. It's better than New Orders.
0: Of course, it's some, some of it's the best. But Aaron lyri-
1: Sumner is a horrible <laughs> lyricist in some ways. I mean, early on, New Orders lyrics are great, but he's nowhere near Ian Curtis. Well,
0: no, it's no, it's nowhere. The, nowhere the intent of the near. songs
1: is completely different. But listen to um, "Isolation." That is almost a New Order song.
0: Yeah, yeah. You it, know, it's it going through that dance Let's kind know. of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he had an interest in that. I, I really do. But Closer, you know, ends with Decades and has all that beautiful, I mean. Decades
1: is one of the best great last tracks for a mixtape ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can put Decades you wanna on. you want to lay that on somebody?
1: Well, I, I think you can put Decades on the end of any mixtape, and it works.
0: I remember when we hooked up, in, in our small little bedroom, we hooked up, I hooked up this, this we got these second, uh, hand speakers, and I plugged it into my record player, and I put on Closer. I just was like, "Oh, what track! Do I do here? How about decades at the end here?" And th- I've never heard it. Just I-, I remember that day being. I've never heard it that good. I mean, I- it was just it, it-, yeah, it echoed um, and shook the room. Um, for me, uh, that's the standout track for me there. For me, um,
1: isolation is, um, I th- and that's a heart, great right, record. Heart and souls on that one, right? If I mean, we're gonna heart do, we could do we could great... do a top ten great records, and I think that would be on there. There's a lot of great tracks that you got you had on that compilation that you got that huge ass suicide box called uh. It was the Joy Division box set. Oh, I got the yeah, Heart and Soul. Yeah, they which got. I got stolen. They should have put a loaded gun with that one in there.
0: Well, when uh, I bought it, <laughs> when I bought it, I went up to the counter and I was like, "Oh God, I got to do this." And uh, it, was, <laughs> it was like eighty. Bu- <laughs> yeah. It's eighty bucks, people. It's eighty bucks worth of Joy Division, the entire. It's everything much recorded everything by Everything by Joy they've Vision. ever done. Every yeah. every every single song. Every scrap. By. Every Ian Curtis farting on a snare drum. Everything. Okay. And the guy was like, "Here, man," and he gave me my receipt. He's like, "Don't kill yourself, man." <laughs>
1: What do you got next?
0: I got the Pesh mode. Yeah, I, I I think it's fair to call them goth. Maybe you, you got because it. so many I, so many. Can goth you kind of people... mention them in the in the same breath as maybe the cure but but for me, Violator
1: Violator is an, a great album of all time. Violator, is you one, know, yeah. it's their best album. It's the fruition of a lot of their pop sensibility finally with Violator. I think
0: music for the masses was sort of, but also they were very experimental. I mean, they had a, they had kind of this experimental way of taking apart a song and redoing it. And then when they when they found out what they were recording, they were like we're, we're overproducing and they stripped it back again. And That's These guys yeah, were really thinking that. about yeah. they were really thinking about how they wanted to represent themselves at that time. I yeah. remember what Gahan was talking about we got to butch up and all that stuff, yeah. and he's doing well. He was I, talking about that with songs of faith and devotion. Yeah. Songs, songs of faith of he definitely did butch up if you look at the uh, <laughs> I, if butch well, up he is did, he as did he did gone can yeah, yeah he's, he's uh, kind of a, a but no a doubt voice. he's very yeah. he's wearing leather chaps and leather vests in Violator Era and, and, and he you know they just even even the enjoy the silence video, they're just standing up there being badass. Good
1: God, give me Dave Gahan with short hair. That's all you need. You, uh, just, uh, just, oh, just, just him Gahan smiling He's just such a. I mean, those guys are like old friends. They are like. They, no, that's why I was saying with, with the new song Precious, it was like a, a gift from old friends. Yeah.
0: So but Violator, no, I mean Violator had all of them. Has enjoy the silence on. I mean, it has a really. It's it is a goth album no, if um, you really listen to it. It
1: is, and and no, no, I don't think a lot of people would disagree. And um, there's not a, there's only one track on there I don't like blue dress there's nine tracks on viola oh yeah blue dress is um it's one of the worst depeche mode songs it's just a, a martin gore piss take yeah um so he, he yeah, has but, to
0: have one an album but um
1: we could go into we'll go probably more into
0: we'll, mode. I, we'll, well let's go album by album when we do our pod depeche yeah. mode podcast but uh number one of the greatest goth albums i still listen to it's the cure with pornography there's a couple of tracks. But no, there. I thought you were going to I thought you were going to fight me on that saying maybe disintegration, and that was on there let briefly. Me
1: access my iPod cuz I've been listening to a lot of uh, pornography tracks lately like hardcore
0: Hardcore uh, pornography
1: mean, is that what you said. That's that's an interesting use of words. Now that I think about it. But I, I um, what's your favorite track off? Uh, uh, let me get Ron? to. Why don't you talk about your favorite track and let me just tell you well, because I don't actually know. The I think title it's, it's just a great
0: I, every every like the minute I hear a recording from that pornography era, those guys were at their probably their worst uh, mentally. They had they had a complete breakdown of celebrity. Uh, I, I know Robert Smith was drinking heavily at that time and he yeah yeah he was kind of going to free fall into like what am i they go hand in hand these two i think two in one and with joy division and cure they were aware of each other and i think when ian curtis you know killed himself hung himself i think that shook i I remember i I, there's a there's an interview where robert smith talks about it uh he he said i i I mean i didn't want to be known in that you know in that generation to be people that kill each other but he said i was close well, I mean, this is these are real. These is real stuff with these guys. It's I, a clinical depression, you know.
1: I uh, I think it's a culmination of their post-punk era before they turn into a pop group, because the next record, what is it? It's like play for. Uh, the, uh, what is it? Uh, the top, and that's when he's starting to write pop songs. And he started, and then it's and then it's. Uh, They're all
0: pretty bittersweet though. Uh, I mean, well, he's what, a married what, man, is, and he's is, writing is, is, is this isn't
1: stuff. it kind of secured with? Um, uh, what's the next record, Head on the Door? I mean, it's, it's pop music. And it's great music. Well, Head on the Door is
0: a great but, record, too. Well, yeah, but it's, and it's pro- not, it's not the
1: sound that is in 17 seconds, <laughs> Faith, and Pornography. Those three albums are just um, incredible. Now, uh, now Every my,
0: track from them sounds
1: different than anything that The Cure has ever recorded. I will tell you what my favorite track's on there now. Um, a Short-Term Effect.
0: Short-Term Effect is a great track. and That's um, one I can listen to again. And A Strange Day. Strange day. Um,
1: they both got this kind of. With um, oh, a hanging this, garden. <laughs> the hanging garden, and oh yeah, and so that is mean, a maybe, quintessential gospel. I was going to mention these tracks in a, in a music podcast that I've been listening to lately. The the kind of cold, almost drum machine stuff going on, mm-hmm. and then impeccable songwriting. And I don't know if I can't remember if it's
0: it's just streamlined.
1: I think it's a short term effect. I mean, the music, the songwriting is beautiful. Mm-hmm. They, there's one that was played on a on a live CD you had. And it was a perfect rendition of this song. It was a little more organic because I think the drums were live. That was the Cure wow. in Paris,
0: the live track. Paris. Just incredible stuff. They played all the dark and of course hundred
1: years is great. And
0: um, people are into goth music. Uh, they're listening to this by some mistake. They're listening I, to the modern goth music. Go back to these. I guys. was going to say. I was going to say. Um, you know,
1: pornography is goth. There is no doubt. But um, there is, is a. There is a. Um, there is a almost a um he can back up what he's doing a lot of goth music can't back up its miserable mean just his look no he um there's something about his lyrics or his lifestyle um and there's something in um very authentic about his lyrics and the way he sings in that album that he he can back up the miserable miserablism the if that's a if that's a word yeah it's isn't that a morrissey term or whatever Mm -hmm. the um the moroseness that he is packing on his listeners and just throwing at them. But there's something authentic about it. Uh, whereas with Reznor and, and a lot of these um, sort of miserable guys that are... Definitely, that are, definitely. Um, and there's an intelligence to it. Um, I, it. It gets at the darker emotions and addresses them in a way that is therapeutic.
0: What do you think about the mental disorder affecting the work? Do you think you, you, that goes hand in hand? you think you can write goth music or this kind of dark music without having some kind of turmoil in your psyche? Um... I think it's a natural. I think some people it's like are. People are he's a Peter I don't Pan know Nathan because that sort of addresses what Robert we do Smith. creatively,
1: and 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 we are attracted to more minor key stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I if I'm a, I've ever been. You know, I've been happy and I've been content. I know. But I still I'm still attracted to normal that's, that, that's work. That's like the Cures and and um, so you know our favorite film bent makers, to it. Yeah, David Lynch. Whatever. Yeah, probably.
0: we're dipping our feet into the. The conversation for uh, people, our listeners out there, to see if anyone. I'd love,
1: to, yeah, I'd love to have more conversations about these records, and uh, that was our top seven goth, goth records, goth uh, albums I, we it, still listen at, to. At some point, I'm going to have to do the top ten industrial or top whatever industrial records that I still keep going because I was more of an electronic,
0: a rivet. You have to, you'll have to they, wake uh, me up at night. You have to come into my room, Hey, Nate? Yeah, and then pour <laughs> wires all over me or whatever. Yeah, uh,
1: well, yeah, or hook you up and
0: uh, and put you crazy. In some sort of... So,
1: um, yeah. So let's move along.
0: Thanks, guys, for getting through our goth phase. Uh, I hope you didn't have to fast-forward that. That I hope you didn't kill yourself. uh... And we're rolling. We're out of here. What if this old crusade's a charade And behind it all as a price To be paid for the blood Which we die
1: Just to fight in the name Of the holy and the divine die,
0: die, die. All right, well, uh, we're... So this is the this is the part in the podcast where we do the victimatron everybody's favorite everybody's favorite. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's L.A. story. Um, very grueling uh, memories for me to think about, but the map is on the podcast for everybody to avoid. So we will probably have a map for this one too. Uh, well, the map is on the on the blog at uh, hear yeah. me.
1: By the way, blog is Me now brother dot blogspot dot com. I'm sorry. I've got a cough drop. I'm going to try to. I'm going to take mine out. Get this. Uh, get through this a little bit, a little bit more uh, fluidly than I seem to be capable of right now. So
0: everybody, now. Uh, again, our our official site is uh, hearme now brother dot blogspot dot com. Uh, go on there, and every week we'll have a summary of the episode that we've covered, plus some random musings for your enjoyment. Right, uh, right now, Seth's going to launch into his victimatron. Very. Right. This one. This one has a weird reference on it. So uh, Seth, take it away. My awful little story is uh, so I was sitting, sitting there on your laptop. And this
1: guy that looks exactly like Ralph Nader. <laughs> oh, shit. He at first asked me the time earlier in the day, and then I worked there for a few hours. He's like, Hey, is buddy!
0: It, woo! Yeah, woo! Look no, over he, here. He, what comes time is up, it? he
1: comes up to me, and he's like, Is this where the stars hang out? And I go, All right, well, I'll answer this, even though I know this guy's a fucking broken brain. I'll answer this. I say, N- um, you know what? I don't know. I think you might want to actually go to some non-existence. I just that there's a Starbucks on Hollywood and fucking you know. Yeah. Uh, there's, or, there's, there's one right in the There's Theater a Starbucks on there. and Hollywood and Orange. I think you, you, you might. There so probably them. is. I don't. know. You wouldn't fucking see them on Hollywood Boulevard anyway. Um, you have gotta go to fucking Malibu. <laughs> People asshole. think they're gonna
0: see Arnold Schwarzenegger right. buying a pair of chinos down there. Um,
1: and I, I, he, you know, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna go back to my work. And in my peripheral vision, no. This guy's a broken brain. He's gonna he, keep. He's, he's, he's gonna keep up he's the conversation. Yeah, he's looking at me. He's gonna keep the com- conversation up. Mm. He's like, you know, one time I saw Richard Dean Anderson. You know, you know MacGyver.
0: MacGyver. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah, MacGyver. I know MacGyver.
1: <clears throat> and here's where
0: I knew this guy that it taken a, a vile turn.
1: So I'm stark naked. I was at a I was
0: at a fitness club, and I walked in. There he so was. he launched into the story with you. Just he walked just... into
1: a very intimate story immediately. Right. Here I am. I'm thinking. All right, this
0: guy. Yeah, my, but it's not a celebrity scene. You saw the guy like half butt naked right. in the showers. So,
1: right? and then he goes into this weird thing about insurance claims and how they've got some sort of insurance things that, that are going on with their um <coughs> with th- their likeness, insurance rights, and weird weird stories about how they've got lawyers and handlers and how they, you know, they they can only. Be and what are you so doing? Much. You're just like and in, you're and in a half working. turn. I'm looking obvious, at them? I'm very obviously working.
0: I would say, hey, sir,
1: and, and, go and, back no, and circle and I, the not drain only there. That, Not only that, I've got headphones on.
0: All right? Wow. This guy's bold. The,
1: a major etiquette rule is don't talk to a guy. He's over, broken. Don't, don't talk to a guy while he's got headphones on because you're talking over music. So how did it end? Well, it got worse. He said, uh, you know, are you related to Roblo? Okay, nah, he's fucking
0: coming on guy. to you, man. He's
1: coming on to me. He's a gay, broken brain. Gay men are always attracted to me, much more so than women just straight women so but anyway i i basically i faked a phone call to get out of this situation and i was like hey oh you want to get dinner yeah oh you do and the one thing is like when i answered the phone he was like what like i was talking to him so it was like fucked it was fucked all right the worst part about this is God, i at the end of this intense, I, I get my it's I, tight in there too right it's tight in there it's it's like we are right here yeah within, with not even a foot it's just like and a um, i would have booked um well, I, it was a good pretext to leave. Did you say <clears throat> goodbye to him? And I okay. Here's the thing, I said. Well, you uh have good luck in finding your stars. It was some bullshit like that. What oh, like, so you said? I said good luck in in, in your star search because this guy's coming Man, down. From, you're such a he nice said he was guy. He's coming down from Vancouver, and he's like, and he's like, um, he stops for a minute and he goes, he's about to say something important. He's like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, and almost, and and the look in his eyes was like he's used to this kind of rejection. He's used mm-hmm. to people reacting to him strangely. He's like, oh, this guy thinks I'm crazy. You're yeah. Talking about Rob Lowe and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sh- what the fuck? I did the Rob. Fuck. Yeah, like, I, fuck I I'm with... just like story. that. He's like, he's like, no. I was like, good night. See you later. And he did something like, yeah, yeah. Good Good night.
0: I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It was that weird god that's that awful
1: that's an awful story man. so that's an awful la story of the weekend so uh,
0: this guy saw richard dean anderson naked
1: and let me tell you if you want he see wanted a, to see you naked you want to see a premium yeah definitely oh, i think he was god. attracted to me
0: you're um, just trying to drink a cup of coffee and do your work so let me tell
1: you if you want to see a premium crop of fucked up people go to the starbucks on on the um western in hollywood i'll go one further any starbucks <laughs> good
0: one all right Let's move it on. That's the end of that. Something something big's been going on. Well, big. it was probably like a a week ago now. Uh, Me and (laughs) Seth just moved into a place. We're on Miracle Mile. What I thought was a good idea turned out to be probably a five-day... Ordeal. Ordeal. I painted my room... Red and not only red, more of a like a burgundy because I've always wanted to do it in my life. This is something that I've talked about with Seth. I I, I enjoy, I enjoy difference and I I enjoy coming home to a place where I can actually feel comfortable. If I
1: now psychologically, I think you just he's painted his his room red and I think um, he wants to
0: go back to the womb. Well, that's what, you know, like, after it's all done, when you walk in there, it, it's pretty, t- it feels tight in there. That but, I so know. it took, it was like a four-day ordeal where I was putting a primer, and I said, hey, primer, and then it'll take the first coat pretty well. But it didn't. Uh, I, I really, f- about about day two, I, I, I threw my hands in the air and say, "I, I have no I-, I have no idea how to paint a room. I've never right. done it before. Have you done it before? Yeah, I had to paint for a guy. I'm not talking summer. white on white, brother. <laughs> I'm talking about taping off all the corners. I did a pretty damn good job for for never doing it before. Uh but uh I'll never do it again. But but this triggered the whole top nine that we have here of of I was starting to think back it was like why w- after 4 days of painting a room you, you start to realize why it is important for you to have a cool room. I, I mean it's just it's it's something that's ingrained in 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 me. And it's it was probably from from movies. Uh, I remember when you idolize certain characters in films, uh, especially in the 80s, and we were talking about this, they always had really cool rooms. No doubt. Uh, uh, And and that branched off to our top nine of the week, which is... Top our nine. top 9 movie Indeed, character top bedroom. 9 movie character bedroom so we're going to start right away here. number 9 uh this is this is this is a more contemporary movie but um when you start to think of 9 I'd like to hear everybody's cuz uh thinking of 9 is kind of tough <laughs> but uh, it's it's kind of a fun list here number 9 is Hugh Grants in About a Boy and uh, not a lot of people have seen that Seth, Seth Seth probably uh probably just swear it off right you're just like well fuck I mean that. it is interesting It's the high fidelity guy but I didn't watch it no it's about a guy who who pretty much he's he's, he's in his mid 30s and he doesn't have a committed relationship or anything so he's pretty much his own island that's what the whole movie's about but that's that's exactly what his bedroom is like he has all the things all the all the needful things that you would have if yeah. you were yeah. you were never in a committed relationship you never made You're sacrifices right. for uh Anybody. So when you watch when you watch that film, he has no children or nothing, and that and that's what the bada boy the boy comes into the situation and starts to just you know fuck up mess with up his, his sandcastle up, yeah. there. But uh, when you go in there, it's really fun to see what he has, and and uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting bedroom. Well, so, I, I, what, Hugh Grant's number nine for that. Uh, number eight, uh, Jonathan Price in Brazil, Terry Gilliam's film Brazil, choice. very good choice. Uh, I, I I remember uh, when I was thinking about it, I remember. When he gets uh, awakened in the morning, he's got one of those old rotary phones. He's got the ones where you plug in, you patch yeah, in. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. er, you know, has all this beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. Wakes him up. Everybody, everybody remembers the, the whole kitchen scene. But what's funny about Brazil... Is that uh, in the beginning they have that whole they're selling decorative wreaths and uh, ribbons to go around the ducts that, <laughs> yeah, that are, yeah. are fully exposed in all <laughs> yeah. of the living uh, situations. People have adapted to these huge air ducts that come right into the foyer. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, his and his place is so tight and gets torn apart through the length of the film that it's just such an interesting bedroom to watch. I mean, it yeah. really is the place. And, and that comes to the point of why we make these lists. I mean, a bedroom, that environment really flushes out the character, don't you think? Yeah. And then, and then the, best,
1: the best room, <coughs> they add a dimension to, that, to the character that, and the film that um, becomes inseparable from the film. I think Terry Gilliam's been very good at that. I think, well, I think yeah, in his I early mean,
0: films, he's, been, he's uh, just st- steeped himself in detail. Which well, I think I mean, the best directors do the visualists like that, like Ridley Scott too, who we'll get to. Number seven, Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The this thing is about the... Pee Wee's is his house more than just his room. But you remember what? The, what's interesting about his bedroom that's that's very different than all the other ones on the list is it's it's a child's bedroom,
1: and that's what's strange about. And that's what's strange that's, about Pee Wee.
0: Even when I was a kid, I was a little
1: freaked out by Pee Wee. Do you remember like he steps out I, of his I bed? Had a, I had a nascent sense of what Weird. pedophilia was. When I was when I was about ten or you eleven, you felt you
0: felt that watching Pee-wee. I had a I had a problem with Pee-wee when I was younger. I, 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 I think was, I did. I too. thought he was a little scary. I, I mean, he is. But that opening scene of pee but he's also of, you kind of give yourself over to him because he's he's just such a lush on life. <coughs> you okay, brother? Yeah, I'm He's right. got the tiny little tiny little barbells. He's got the little slippers he slips in, and then he sl- he slides the egg, down the whole the egg pool. thing.
1: The whole egg thing that's breakfast like is prepared by a machine. That was very fascinating. You know, the another thing in that film is Francis's um. His pool. Oh, Francis's Which Francis's is a great apartment. Yeah, yeah, his, his, his mansion where he, where he gets to be Godzilla with the. That was a fantasy of mine. I thought that was. Great. We all played that in the bathtub. Where, right? Well, the bathtub was never big enough. It was that's never funny? We'll
0: just we'll just leave that one out there for everybody to enjoy. Uh, number six. Now, now we're getting into the grizzly. Now we're getting to the ones that we like. Now uh, Donny Montana's Al Pacino's bedroom. Yeah, it's, in, it's uh, really tough to put Scarface in any top ten or top nine, as the case may be. But you know what. His place is so great. His his film. place is... Uh, I mean, like, w- if you watch that film and you, and, and you see uh, the, the kind of decor that he has, he has the 70s throwback into the... Oh, man, it is... And the the TV monitors at the mirrors end. Mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the bedroom in particular, he has all those those monitors monitoring the whole place. It's just a man just, in his castle. What, is, he, is he from New York? What is Al Pacino from? Al Pacino's just Italian. He's just an Italian, yeah, yeah, I, I but he was probably dear. born in New York. But... Uh, <clears throat> Al Pacino. I, I never have I plays seen plays a
1: Cuban refugee, and it's perfect, belie, unbelievably. I never have I seen a haircut do the job
0: so much as with Scarface. And that, I mean, really, that's an awesome performance. I mean, yeah, but his Scarface amazing. was awesome, and that's where it all goes down at the end. There, yeah, and no, and say that, hello to my little friend I mean, right and there. It's
1: not just his room. I mean, I mean, I
0: think the whole little waterfall that he falls into when he dies. Waterfall, the world is yours. And, and the the, stairwell. I mean, we, we've... He's we, got a hot tub right in his carpet floor. I mean, it's really... There was,
1: there was a place in Milwaukee... Um, set design is amazing. It was kind of a, a ritzy restaurant in Milwaukee
0: that had the similar stairwell from Scarface. They had we, that. We always were like, it's the Scarface stairs, dude. That's right where he went down, man. Swan yeah. Song. Okay, number five. Uh, Barton <laughs> Fink. <laughs> uh, Fink's bedroom in Barton Fink. which uh, Which the whole film... <laughs> <laughs> Probably about 85% of the film is in that bedroom uh where the the wallpaper sweats off uh the walls the fire it,
1: sequences where that 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 room The, f- the whole
0: hotel yeah. goes down. It's a yeah. hotel that he's in but it's a it's a residential the whole hotel. The thing with um, John Goodman going down the hallway with the fire. Um the, wom- the the death of the woman in the room where he's following that mosquito across the room and then it lands on her shoulder and he just hits it and it's just that little blood on her pale skin and then she just starts coming apart. That whole thing that you that, know uh, they 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 open up their mind. You know, it's a, it's an imaginative uh, landscape all in that room. So uh, the Coen Brothers are really good at uh, flushing out a space for the for the viewers, and they
1: they actually do that really well in um,
0: uh, Blood Simple too. Blood Simple is very it's that a office very, in the uh, beginning and um,
1: <coughs> a lot of the... a uh, lot of
0: interiors in that film. Yeah, also going through the wall at the end. Oh, it was beautiful, yeah. beautiful film. Uh, number four, Rick Deckard's. Harrison Ford well, Blade Runner has got Blade a special Runner. place in our heart.
1: But for environments um, I mean the way I wanted
0: it, I wanted to turn my bedroom <laughs> into his in a way. Well that is the, that is a Frank Lloyd Wright building. Uh, Frank Lloyd building. Wright design. Yeah. The Ennis Brown House here in Los Angeles. That yeah. Aztec kind of low ceiling uh j- very much like that um uh, Mobius's work in uh Well heavy there is a,
1: there is an Aztec thing and there is an Asian influence to it too the the thin
0: the thin slabs um he was very, very Asian influence, and I like Japanese. that. I like that Blade Runner in particular. That film um, goes to different locales, and and actually each one of them is flushed out. Oh, he just he just opens up the, all every environment that he
1: uses. I mean, they they've shot the Bradbury Building for so many different cop shows. Yeah. And, and nobody shoots it like
0: him. Really comes in there and just I'm gonna smoke it I mean, up we, and throw we, we've a mannequin it, it, over Bradbury here. Bradbury
1: is a is a notable place that's still there in downtown Los Angeles. A gorgeous building that still exists in Los Angeles and it's it's
0: treasured. one of my favorites of the downtown. But no, his his apartment. His apartment he's got all the beautiful stuff. I mean he he uh he comes back and he does a lot of he has his own portable uh detective unit. He's got that little uh you know, we all love that picture little box. A little box that makes yeah. it sound like it's such a great sound. I did yeah. it pretty well, didn't I? Yeah, you did a pretty good sound effect there. Great. Uh, it's everybody the, loves it. Human sound effect beatbox. Can I do it again? Enhanced fifty-seven nineteen. Wow. Yeah, it's That's better the second time. <clears throat> it's it's hard. It'll be better when my throat's you better. You got a good uh, Harrison Ford voice in there too. Yeah.
1: So um yeah, we're we're getting in uh, getting a little too long. Let's go on.
0: All right. Uh, how about Tom Hanks in uh, Tom Hanks uh, loft? Bedroom in big. Now remember that, that? That is the um the epitome of a
1: bedroom I still want.
0: Man, he had like a he had like a he had a stuffed he had like a six foot stuffed T Rex up
1: there. He had a oh he had so um, much space is the deal,
0: and he had that great elevator. Oh, he had an elevator. Uh, he had a he had a really cool elevator and he great had great bed, a, great bed. He a was skateboard so, ramp. He was having oh, so much man. fun with his girlfriend in that.
1: I remember that. I remember he, that loft bedroom. Hey, funny question about Big. Did he have sex with that woman when he
0: uh, as a child in a man? Did I think didn't he just touch her? Touch her boot. I, I don't know if that happened. I think there. it was implied that he had sex after touching the boob. I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. He wasn't ready for
1: that. When I think about <laughs> no, it, he was eight years
0: old. So uh, arbitrary. Uh, okay, number two. Uh, a very one of the we're getting more towards when you think about bedrooms. When you think about movie bedrooms, what do you think of? I mean, really, I think I think of Alex's bedroom in The Clockwork Orange. The very beginning of the film. Uh, so much goes down right there because he he was into very particular type of things. Uh, uh, Seen where he masturbates at the beginning. Yeah, I think of that. I, I think, think of, of that. well, he just um, he has really nothing. He has a seventies bedspread. He's got all of his records and like little kind of uh, little audio tapes. It's own thing. Well, and they're it's futuristic the Ludwig Ludwig audio tapes. Bunk, futuristic audio tapes. Yeah. He's got the Ludwig von Beethoven uh, lithograph on the wall. And then he has... Uh, I've, got a, I've got a weird relationship with clock recording. He's kind of got one of those old, like, lo- one of those little loft beds, and then it has a, a drawer that comes out on the bottom, and he's got all the stolen watches and all that all that swag he's got um, from that, stealing yeah, people. Shows he's and he's got that kid. long python, you know? I mean, there's this, there's stuff that's just kind of burned in your memory. And then memory. there's the, there's the great... Interesting bedroom. The great um, the fast, the fast motion of
1: the rapes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's another great sequence. In yeah, the
0: it's crazy. A kid was a fucker. I don't like. I think Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah. I think Clockwork Orange. There's is no, cool. there's no good <laughs> emotions. I, I think and... Alex is a fucker. I don't like that movie.
1: But you know what? It's, it's. I was talking with another mutual friend of ours.
0: Best direction ever, and possibly ever in a film. On paper, I'll say you know I don't really care for that movie. But you know when it gets quiet and the wind blows, you know what's I great? love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> another gold star for set directing there number one uh you know 80s bedrooms who who who, who's the one who's the one that had it all tripped out and that's ferris bueller and ferris bueller's day love matthew broderick no, that's number one definitely. number one yeah. for sure i mean when moment. you uh, that 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 when i thought of that i was like well that's that's that's, that's definitely base. that's a why man. you
1: probably started the list right
0: I mean, have you really looked around his room? He's got stuff. He had he had someone really cool. There's someone really cool in that art department that said, you know, I'm going to make some. Cool I think stuff John here. Hughes
1: was the guy that was interested in a lot the of that stuff. The
0: entrance to this, yeah, the entrance to his bedroom had like uh, uh, one of those old, uh, it, just one of those common exit signs. You know, the, right. the neon that just exit, and they had all these playing cards, Cabaret Voltaire poster, right. stuff very that very Ferris Bueller probably wouldn't prominent be. Cabaret Voltaire um, poster, a British flag, uh, a I'd lot of to, a lot of Anglophile stuff. I, I love to think Ferris, of Ferris.
1: Bueller. I love to think of Ferris Bueller. Uh, rocking it out to nag 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 you know what i think john hughes uh looking at breakfast club again like we did recently um that um library that they were in breakfast club was very well a really interesting space and i think it was actually built for the film um
0: he wasn't given much it's got to be done on a shoestring all you do is i haven't thought much about john hughes and, and his environment practically but. it's like three interiors and then the rest is outside mm-hmm John Hughes is so has, like, think has, of home alone when I think of those when I think of that type of film and uh I it's always his kind of Planes, trains and automobiles his kind of his kind of rural setting that that always has a warm look to it but also it's like the perfect thanksgiving brooding home brooding with uh humor and 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 traps and movie traps. traps uh yeah i mean so. he he's someone to note and uh he's we all have a fondness for those 80 film 80s films and and uh when we look back on there's also tv uh, a lot of TV stars that had those great bedrooms too. I think a Doogie Howser and uh, I mean, it was well, a Parker Lewis. Doogie musical.
1: Doogie Howser was notable because he had a computer all the time, and that was like really awesome. That he had a computer diary at the end.
0: Yeah, well, that's how it ended every episode. Stupid. But show. that's another list. <sighs> Stupid show. Uh, but that's our top nine this week. Top nine bedrooms. And uh, if you if you're thinking about painting your bedroom uh, a, a dark color, I say don't do it. <laughs> Here ends episode 2 of uh and your now, your voice is totally gone right it's now it's almost absolutely silent it's kind of husky so uh we haven't received any uh comments absolutely no, no. and <laughs> we have we've had a few really great ones guys and there's going to be more on the way I'm sure but uh i, I got kind of have a comment i was listening uh well i don't have a comment i i i i don't think it's a big issue but uh, a couple of people have mentioned that we do talk at the same time. It's my fault, mostly. Uh, we're just kind of like rattling <laughs> off. And uh, I guess radio etiquette is you stop while I talk and I stop while you talk. Well, that's regular, um, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's that much of an issue. I was listening to this section. I just have a little piece from the first episode I was going to play, but uh, you know, let's, let's just take a listen and see if there's any validation to those kind of comments. All right, let's play. Here we go now. Yeah, so they strike the print. I think there, there has to be, to be some, some to CG. We've got to watch that for the first like, time. we, 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 we going right through the, the theatrical horses. version, which there's scene where there's, there's not an a elephant rearing really up Alexander. Movies. Sometimes bad movies there's happen. And that's particularly what it was. There's not a lot of good movies. some really awesome scenes. See, I don't see anything wrong with that. The,
1: well, yeah, no, it's an issue, and we're going to work on that, huh? As we get to be better radio person, podcast personalities, we'll be able to ascertain when one's talking and when we're not working. As far as charisma goes, and we'll we'll
0: correct it. Mm. So we're, should we should we cough out tonight? Because we're sick and terrible. So uh, tonight we're going to uh, do the twenty four cough salute. Well, we well I, before, we,
1: before we go, I've got a couple of announcements. Just real quick things that I want to rattle off. Do it. I went to an LA Pad podcasters meeting today. <laughs> I have a link for it on our on our blogspot. Hear me now, brother. Um, just want to give uh, an, um, a, a mention of them, and I'm um, really looking forward to working with them further. And I'd like to get Nathan in on the next meeting. Um, I'll be there. Uh, we are not currently on Podcast Alley yet, and I'm sorry
0: that I asked people to erroneously and and vote for us um but when we ha- when we're on podcast LA, we will have a link that's they will be to the right of our links page on our official site yeah
1: when when that officially goes up
0: go and there and we want you to vote like crazy just destroy their server with votes and uh we'll make it big on the blog so you guys know where to go cuz we've been having some questions about that but not a problem
1: um but yeah as far as what uh, you need to do to to check out where you need to subscribe um there's a lot of options on blogspot uh, our
0: our blog now Okay, now we're going to do the 24 cough salute. One, two, three. We love you guys. (coughs) 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 Whoa, whoa, what was that? Oh. (coughs) 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 Hey, we didn't cough over each other. Thank God for that. We'll see you in two weeks, guys. Later, brothers. Let's bring on
1: the noise. Bring on!
0: Noise! This is Lee Bobby Sims coming back at you. It's been a Lost Skull Limited production. Thank you for your mind.